Creative Babble. Just a warning before we start the show. This episode contains explicit language and descriptions of suicide and child abuse. Pretty disturbing stuff. You've been warned. Previously on Pretend. Claudia and David have five children. Four of them are adults. And almost all of them have some sort of medical or mental health complication. What are the chances that one family could have so many health conditions? Two of their adult kids are so severely disabled that their parents have guardianship over them. That means they have no rights. And one of them has had two spinal cord surgeries. And these are just some of the medical procedures that these kids have had to go through. In the police report, Dr. Gresman accused Claudia of having Munchausen by proxy, a disorder where the mother typically inflicts illness on her children. Claudia takes offense to these claims. She says that she's a mother that would do anything for her kids. And not to judge her unless you've been in her shoes. The police and the postal inspector aren't buying it. They suspect that their oldest daughter, Logan, is the person sending all these messages. But Claudia and David say it's impossible because the night the stalker started back up again, Logan was in a mental health facility without any access to devices. And when we brought her home and then we took her to a hospital and that is the night, night, morning, you know, into the night, next morning, that's when the harassment restarted. I'm not in jail. Ha ha. I've missed you, bigot. Even though half a year passed without a single message from the stalker, Claudia and David knew it wasn't over. It was just a matter of time before the person sending these messages would return. And they were right. But this time, the messages were even more sadistic than before. The stalker was now threatening his own infant daughter. I'm Javier Leva, and this is Pretend. Stories about real people pretending to be someone else. Claudia and David say that this is proof that Logan is not responsible for these harassing messages because she was in a psychiatric hospital away from all electronic devices. She's also the person that detectives interviewed and they accused her, they blamed her, and she came out hysterical, crying. She has mental problems, okay? She has nothing to do with this. She was hospitalized on two separate occasions while this crap was going on and she did not have any access to her phone, her tablet, nothing. As far as the other kids go, two of them have an intellectual disability and the youngest is barely 10 years old. So if the kids aren't doing this and the IP address is coming from inside their house, could it be that Claudia and David are doing this to themselves? Or perhaps is someone else who's close to them That's the question that lingers in my mind. Because more than 80% of stalking survivors report that the person stalking them was connected to them in some way. 
That's according to the Center for Disease and Control. There's, I guess, levels of, of connectedness to stalkers. Like, what is truly random? Random is some wild person that you don't know at all, you have zero connection to, who just latched themselves onto your social media account. In their case, it wasn't really random at all. There was a specific connection that brought this person in touch with this couple that only needed medical care and whatever it is that connected them, which makes it so egregious. And the really personal and hideous insults that this person foisted upon their disabled child were just despicable. Yeah, just it's really disgusting stuff. I mean, vicious and unspeakable. And it went on for a good long time. And yeah. I think these characters, these types of people, whether it's random, whether it's half random or whether they really actually know you, they become addicted to doing this. And then the other thing that I question, like if I'm trying to think that maybe and are behind this, like, why would they both be on it? Like, I'm just trying to imagine if my wife wanted to pull a stunt like that, I wouldn't agree to that or, you know, like, but they both are on the same page here. Like, this is happening. This is real. When you've gone through it like day to day in real time, like I have with you really see that there's no way that she could be doing this. I mean, unless she is the master spy of all master spies. But none of these seem to matter anymore because after the Rodriguez has moved and changed their number, the stalker disappeared completely. There were no more calls, no more texts, no random pizza deliveries. Almost seven months of peace after a two-year ordeal. Life was actually starting to feel normal again until... He's back, isn't he? He's back. Yeah. And what's ironic is I lately I've been feeling kind of uneasy and I'm pissed off. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm feeling all these emotions. After almost seven months of tranquility, the stalker started back up. Yesterday afternoon, this was around four o'clock, I got a phone call from one of my friends. And she said, I just need to tell you that I got a message from you on Instagram and it said, suck my scrotum with like two emojis, eggplant emojis. And I instantly had a sick feeling that it was our stalker. I kept apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She's like, it's okay. Suddenly, other family and friends tell Claudia that they're getting nasty messages from her account. I'm in the process of recovering my Instagram account because he overtook it. He hacked my Instagram, which made me sick because my private phone number is in my Instagram account on private. And I knew that if he hacked my account, he's got my phone number. And then about... 8.22 last night, I get a high with three eggplant emojis. And that was the first text message that he sent you? Yes. And then I said, leave me alone and leave my friends and family alone. And you don't recycle passwords or anything like that, do you? Mm. Like, do you use the same password over and over again? I tend to do that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he hacked your Instagram because it's easy to to find passwords. Let's say there's a database. 
or a dentist, you gave your dentist your phone, your email address and your password and all that stuff. And that now is hacked. And if you use that same password in your social or in your Gmail, what you need to do is protect your Gmail. Make sure that that password is ironclad. I mean, I would recommend getting a, a password manager. It's kind of a pain in the ass at the at the beginning, but it's so worth it. That way, every place has a unique password, and you don't even need to memorize it. It's like this huge, complicated password, and and in your situation, I would do that yeah. for sure. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna keep responding to him though? No, I don't really want to respond to him. But last night, I was just like, "What is your problem? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you bothering me? You know?" But no, I don't want to have a conversation with him just block him like don't don't even like if he keeps messaging you don't give him fuel to his fire you know just leave him alone well you know what what's funny is even if i ignore him he'll just keep on uh, making rude comments or he will put out more incriminating information last night I just felt like I needed to ask him, you know, why are you doing this? And I was hoping he would bring up exactly what he brought up, which is the medical board. <laughs> I feel very confident now in approaching them. Good. Because like before, I, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, every time I think about working on this story, it, it makes my stomach just churn. Uh-huh. Because... I did not want to be the cause of you getting harassed again. But it seems to me like you're getting harassed again. So I'm not going to be taking a whack at the waspness. You know what I mean? Like they're already agitated. So I got to, I mean, there's nothing to lose. No, there's nothing to lose at this point. You know, there's everything to gain as far as I'm concerned. Now, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I don't know what to think. You know what I mean? Like, I, st- I, I believe you. I believe that you're getting harassed, but I haven't talked to the doctor at all. And who knows? Maybe this is somebody else completely. I don't know. Yeah, but who would know that the doctor is under a medical board investigation? No, no, absolutely. L- keep me posted. Okay. Thank you for giving me the update. And I'm so sorry that this is happening again. Well, thank you. And uh, we will talk again. Hey, Javier. It's Thursday, like around 4.45 our time. I just wanted to touch base with you and let you know that I did reach out to police department today and it did not go well. I was treated horribly and I just want to talk to you about it. It was awful. Thank you. Bye. It's been two days since the stalker started back up and this time he took things to a whole new level. I got phone calls on my phone early this morning, like around 2.30. Since we last spoke on the phone, the stalker inundated Claudia with a barrage of lewd and disgusting messages. Our stalker had made comments about his infant daughter. He wasn't very happy with having a baby girl and he wanted to lock her in her crib and he used some derogatory language towards the baby and wanted to lock it in its crib and or put it outside with a bottle. It's cold here. It's just all very disturbing. This time he was directing his rage on a baby. Is this true? Did Dr. Gresman have a baby during the seven months of peace? 
I was able to find a baby registry for Dr. Gresman online. It does appear that she and her husband were expecting a baby girl. One message read, quote, Honestly, feel like grabbing the stupid-ass clingy child by the neck. I just hate being a parent, period. Maybe if it was a boy, I would be more compassionate. Unquote. The messages continued on Christmas morning. When Claudia and David would ignore them, he would write, quote, Can you say Merry Christmas back? Be respectful of my beliefs. Unquote. This is a reference to the fact that Claudia and David are Jehovah's Witnesses and don't celebrate Christmas. When they wouldn't respond, the stalker would write, quote, Say it before I shake my child. Unquote. Claudia and David were alarmed by this recent batch of messages. It's one thing to taunt adults with immature messages, but this time, he could actually be harming a child. They felt compelled to do something, so the Rodriguez's called the police in the new city where they now live. The officer asked me what was going on, and I told him that we've had a long history of having harass our family. And I said, we've taken great steps into getting him out of our lives, including changing our phone number. And he said, well, that was stupid. Claudia said that the police didn't take them seriously. Once the police read the previous police report on their case, they dismissed their concerns entirely. And so he asked me if I had any type of a mental issue. And I said, well, I do because of the stalking. And I've been seeing a psychiatrist for a year and like four months. And he says, can I get the name of your psychiatrist? So then he basically twisted it and he said, do you think that you have a problem with like multiple personalities and maybe one of your personalities is doing it or you're doing it and you just don't remember? And I said, absolutely not. I do not have a split personality and that upsets me. The messages kept rolling in. Can't wait to hack your Instagram account and post videos of me choking my child on your Instagram. Unquote. Claudia and David say that the police didn't seem to think that the alleged child abuse was worth looking into. However, Claudia's counselor took the messages very seriously. I just got a message from my counselor asking us for our our home address and stuff because she said, I'm going to add your name to the report. The counselor reported Dr. Gresman and her husband, John Gresman, to Child Protective Services. Maybe a visit from Child Protective Services and getting it going again is going to solve it. Something's not right. Something's not right. I have dozens of screenshots from the stalker. What do these messages say about the person behind the keyboard? I have the thread and I, I read it and it's the same kind of childish grammar or childish way of phrasing sentences. You know, it seems very immature, even for an adult. It seems like a stretch for a doctor's husband. You know what I mean? Like he just No, it doesn't. No? No, it doesn't. Why are doctors elevated into this sort of upper strata that are they're slightly above, you know, us regular folks? I don't see it that way at all. I don't see them as being above any kind of behavior. I've seen a million true crime shows where doctors are killing their wives, doctors are killing their patients. They're not above and beyond crime and criminality. I guess what I was getting at was that if you read the text messages, it just doesn't sound like like a well-educated person wrote them. They, they sound kind of childish, right? Yeah. But then one of the things that the police said was that they're in this room with them and they're messaging and she's getting messages back. 
And they make an observation that the youngest daughter, who is disabled, was giggling, saying that she's watching YouTube and that's why she was laughing. Well, the detectives notice this and they think it's odd, but they checked the kid's iPad and they didn't see anything. So there's no reason that to justify their suspicion. And then they blamed it on the oldest daughter that it couldn't have possibly have been her because she was actually at a medical facility with no access to devices at the time. Very childish writing, but it's, it's very distinctly male. It is so male. The discussion of body parts is male. I've read all of the text messages. I've experienced them through her as they were happening live. She would call me up. Oh my God, he's sending me all these messages. And it is very clearly male. It is focused on sex, hyper-focused on sex, hyper-focused on sex with the wife somehow, hyper-focused on killing his wife, which is unbelievably frightening. It's very aggressive. It's very juvenile. And when you look at it over a sustained period of time, it comes through loud and clear as a very unstable male who is looking for an outlet for his impulses. I agree with Heather. The messages seem like they're coming from a very immature man. But I would argue that real men don't actually talk like that. It almost seems like someone trying too hard to talk like a dude. You know what I mean? Check out what he says in some of the messages. First, he uses way too many eggplant emojis. He refers to Dr. Gresman as wifey. He calls the Rodriguez's bigots because they're Jehovah's Witness. And he randomly says his balls itch. And one message reads, quote, Your daughter deserves to be put down, retarded as fuck. He almost never writes in complete sentences. It makes me wonder if this isn't John Gresman at all. But Claudia disagrees. How would anyone else know what was being said? Because I told that to Hank yesterday. I said, there's just, there's just things that no one really knows that he blurts out. Like the medical investigation. That, we didn't broadcast that. And, and he's asking me, why did you have to get the medical board involved? Okay, how did you know that? <laughs> huh, you know, stuff like that. The police would say, well, the only other person that would know that is you because these messages are yeah. coming from inside the house. Exactly. And that's not right. Here's Heather again. Her and I have been following this case for years now. But then if the whole thing is totally made up, I mean, it really would be like one of the greatest stories of all time. I couldn't have come up with my own story myself. And I don't think she could either. I really don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty complex. And the screenshots that I have read are pretty shocking, like calling her kids retarded. And, you know, just why would anybody say that about their own kid? You know? If that were the case, it really would be like a case unto itself in its own category. If that were the case, I don't think it is. In this crazy world, I guess we all have to, you know, leave our imaginations and our mind open for any possibility. But when you look at it like a criminal case, like where does the evidence lead? And we do have evidence. The evidence clearly shows that all the messages are coming from inside the Rodriguez's own home. Next time on Pretend. I'm going to call Dr. Gresman and get her side of the story. Plus, I messaged the stalker, egging him on so he directs his rage at me. Maybe talking with this person will expose their identity. That's next time on Pretend.
Creative Babble.